Broadcasting from the formal state of Oregon in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael. Welcome, folks. I need to start this uh, broadcast as positive as I can. And I want it to be a reminder for everybody how precious life is and how precious our lives are and our families and friends and people that we don't know. And just what are we doing all of this for? We need to preserve life and embrace life and be able to embrace each other and the importance of it. And I want to remind people how beautiful every day that we get to move on and tackle life's challenges and be able to brace every single moment and be able to have our breaths because there are people out there that have taken their last breath way too early in their life. And I really need to start this, this broadcast as positive as I can because this is some of the darkest side of this entire two years and, and just the aspect of things that I think that have been overlooked. I had recently watched a documentary surrounding the uh, pandemic and it is so overwhelming um, with just the amount of things that happened that we forgot about and or were not reported. And so I'm going to play a video for you uh, of, an, of an effect with children and how it affects children and how it has affected children and some of those children, their last breath. And before we get into this, I want you to warn you, listener discretion is highly advised. I just want to be advised, folks. This is very graphic and very hard to listen to. This is, this is from a documentary called COVID Land, The Mask. Should you wear a mask if you're healthy? No. And if you're not sick, you shouldn't be wearing a medical mask. But if you are, then you should. Right now is our insistence now on wearing masks. Masks do not work for the general public. People should not be walking around with masks. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. You do not need to wear a medical mask. Masks don't control viruses. They control you. That's what this is about. I really believe that if we get rid of the masks, the rest of this house of cards fall down. It just blew my mind how the entire world just rolled over and put on a mask. The biggest issue with face masks is the impact they have on our children. But children in masks is absolutely dangerous. And this has to stop. Defend our children. The air should not be illegal to breathe. <laughs> The masks are affecting our children mentally. My longtime friend of 30 years, her 14-year-old son, Lakevius, was a bright young man who had always done very well in school and had lots of friends. When school started back in September, he tried in person 
and could not breathe through the masks. He was getting dizzy, nauseous, and very severe headaches. So he had no choice but to go virtual. Lachevius felt cut off from the rest of the world, which he stated in his suicide note. He stated he was hopeless, that we would never return to normal. His mother found him when she came home from her shift. He'd hung himself in her closet. Look, pardon me. Lachevius was 14 years old with his whole life ahead of him. Masks need to be optional, period. Many are worried the isolation that has come with the pandemic is having a big impact on mental health. The next health crisis triggered by COVID-19 may actually be a wave of suicides. Suicide rates are at the highest since World War II. Like 41 days ago, my, my young 12-year-old boy, uh, three days before his 13th birthday, took his life. Tell me exactly what happened. Don't hurt himself. Give him CPR. Count with me, sir. One, two, three, four. Keep doing them, sir, okay? One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One. My eight-year-old daughter came down the stairs and said, Hayden hung himself. And I ran upstairs. <sighs> I tried. I want nobody ever feels to see what I saw and to feel this pain. One of the things about schools that I think puts it in perspective is that more children have died from suicide than from COVID. Uh, we're seeing, uh, sadly, far greater suicides now than we are deaths from COVID. We're seeing far greater deaths from drug overdose. Uh, that are above excess than what we had as background than we are seeing deaths from COVID. So this is why I came coming back for the overall social being of the, of the individuals. In September, one report found that more than half of the kids surveyed had thoughts of suicide or self-harm. In fact, 11 to 17-year-olds have been more likely than any other age group to experience symptoms of anxiety and depression during the pandemic. The second leading cause of death in the United States for 10 to 14 year olds is suicide. The second leading cause of death of 15 to 24 year olds is suicide. 25 to 34 year olds is suicide. When Dylan Buckner's parents woke up on January 7th, little did they know that it would be the last day they would see their promising 18 year old star athlete and straight A student. Joe took her own life in her own home last week. Her mother says she struggled during the coronavirus pandemic and having to stay home. Kennedy Nida was just 16 years old when she took her life this year. Spencer Smith took his own life because of the isolation he felt learning from home. This weekend, more tragedy as two students from Oakdale High took their lives. On September 21st, London Sophia Bruns died by suicide. He's loved by so many that it's hard to believe he was this, this depressed that he did this. Spencer Smith left a note for his parents, writing about feeling locked in the house and growing apart from his friends. Then he took his own life. Do you think the pandemic 
played a role in this. Absolutely. The isolation. On March 19th, just a day before they planned to leave for vacation, their world instead changed forever. Kennedy took her own life. I don't want another family to have to experience this hurt and this loss that we have. We've uh, we lost another one in my small town. Uh, we lost four in the town adjacent to four teens. One kid hung himself from the goalposts of the football stadium. Um, and so there's, there's probably a total of six around my town. My West Point buddy, um, unfortunately, um, passed away through, through, the, through a self-harm method uh, just, just last week. Uh, this, this, is, this, is, this is a tragedy. Um, and, and, and the stigma around suicide, I know, I know it can be taboo. I know people don't want to talk about it because they don't know what to say. Exactly. But, but I've been screaming from as loud as I can is that conversations matter. We have to talk about it. What we've done in the past hasn't worked. It's time to try something different. And, and I implore every American, every parent out there, if you're, working, if you're working on your patio outside, grab your son, your daughter, take them to Home Depot. Take your kid on a walk. Conversations matter, and we're in a heightened state of, of anxiety. So you have to ask yourself, what's more concerning and alarming right now? Is it the oncoming coronavirus? Is it the existing coronavirus before? Or is it the mental health with your children? And I do deploy you guys, um, if you do have children, grandchildren, nieces, nephews, anybody at this point um, that is a small child that's in your life, reach out to them, get to know them, ask them questions, um, get involved with what they're doing, and you might save their life. They might be going through a lot, and the thing with children is that they tend to bottle everything up. They're not going to... They're not going to lash out like a sophisticated adult that uh, has the ability or the confidence to do that. And a small conversation with them and any conversation with them can go a long way. And I just, I, I deploy you guys, and I know that was very terrible to listen to, but it's it's really on my heart right now and it's on my mind. And I, and I just, I need to bring this to the face uh, of all my listeners. And, um, you know, it's, it's a... Uh, it's a it's a really hard thing to uh, to grasp and to think about, and I was watching that the other day, and just thinking of how devastating that would be. I I could not imagine, and you know, um, the uh, the reckoning is coming for these people, all these criminals that. Uh, locked up your kids and put masks on your kids, all these teachers that uh, turn the other cheek and look the other way, all the principals and uh, superintendents and uh, school board members and school board people and OSHA people and Oregon Health Authority people and you-know-who, Hare Brown. It's coming, and they know. That's why she's been hiding in the, in the shadows because the reckoning is coming the re real red wave is coming. And it's not red as in, you know, a traditional sense of a Republican, but the red wave of that we are on the march and ready to get involved, be involved, and not let these criminals dictate our lives anymore. We are not going to let that happen. So thank you guys for listening. To me, uh, I'm Joshua Michael with Noncompliant America. Coming out of the sun here today, well, this is March 20, 
29th. Um, there is a uh, seven-year-old boy who collapsed and died of a heart attack on the school field at lunchtime. Uh, he was a perfectly healthy young boy, completely left field, unexpected. Um, he was the sweetest and most energetic person ever, is uh, what his peers described have described him as. Cops, paramedics, and air ambulance crews descended on the school yesterday afternoon. Well, this was a couple days ago, a week ago. Uh, Essex police officer confirmed that the boy had passed away. Local counselor Nick Ward said the parents had been left traumatized by the incident. Send your child to school in the morning, then for them not to return home is a tragedy, Ward said. The staff administration first aid and were quickly administered first aid and were quickly to respond from what they've been told. It's a tragic event. Your heart goes out and everyone involved and the children around them. Detectives say they're continuing to investigate the circumstances around his death, which is currently being treated as unexplained. Well, I'll tell you, it starts with a C and ends with a D and has a 19 after it. And then uh, starts with a V and ends with an E. The COVID-19 vaccine, it's a shame that they call it the vaccine. They call it the vaccine so they can get uh, get away with their immunity. And it's just absolutely disgusting what's happening. And I think we're getting ready to hit a wave of more situations like this. And we had a compilation um, put together a couple weeks ago of a bunch of soccer players and basketball players and sports broadcasters and uh, news broadcasters and comedians and everybody else collapsing literally right in the middle of their sets or right in the middle of their games. And, uh, you know, we know what it is. We've never seen anything like this before. And so the, the message for this segment is to appreciate life and preserve every breath that you can and make sure to rejoice to all your friends and your families around you. We'll be right back. State of Oregon in FEMA Region 10. It's your host, Joshua Michael. Welcome back, folks. Welcome back, folks. Joshua Michael here. Non-compliant America. Just a quick reminder. If you haven't subscribed to our podcast yet, you can go to noncompliantamerica.com. Subscribe to either Spotify, Google, Apple, uh, all the podcast platforms. We also have an Odyssey video platform that has exclusive content that's not on the podcast, and that is live.noncompliantamerica.com. We're going to be adding a lot of content and going to start doing a lot of interviews with some very, very interesting people. And I say interesting people because it's not going to be all about politics. And not everything's going to be about politics all day, every day. 
we have to preserve uh, some sanity because if all we do is talk about politics 100% of the time, we will all go crazy and lose our minds. You know, there's only so much Joe Biden that we can look at um, until we uh, until we have to use the bathroom and go puke for a couple di- couple five minutes or so. Um, all right, yeah, there is ton of, a ton of news to get into. Um, you know, things with the inflation, but uh, there is a shooting in in New York, and the suspect's been unmasked. Uh, it was an individual that was unhappy with homelessness and the mayor, everything else. Um, Twenty nine have been injured. That is a tragedy. I'm sure you're going to hear it on every other syndicated uh, radio show. I don't really want to get into it. Um, you know, that gets into the gun control debate, and I don't think there should be a debate about gun control. Gun control is ridiculous, and it's simply that's exactly what it is. They want to control your guns. So that's my stance on it, and that's the debate. Uh, keep your hands off my guns. So in that, uh, the... Biden administration is going after the ghost guns, and that's the 80% lowers, uh, kind of the loophole, quote, the loophole or the unserialized gun. And they're going after those guys and trying to do um, an ATF uh, crackdown on that. So you won't be able to do that. So that's, uh, that's great. So not only are they in our bank accounts monitoring anything, any bank account with more than $600 on it. Uh, but now they're going to try to eliminate the ability to protect yourself and to, uh, you know, if you have a hobby and you want to manufacture guns, they're trying to get in uh, and keep you from doing that. At the same time, raising interest rates at the Fed, which is uh, collaborate combating against inflation. And, uh, you know, just in other news and lighter news, a uh, bird pooped on President Joe Biden today during his infrastructure speech today in Iowa. So if that isn't uh, a troll moment and a, uh, a funny moment to, uh, to kind of laugh about, I don't know who's laughing, um, but I think the rest of the world is definitely laughing at this guy and laughing at our country right now. You know, the record increase in gas uh, in the past two years, and I was reading an uh, a, a, a interview that Trump did, and he was talking about how when he was in office— we had so much oil that they were virtually paying us to take it away. But in the charts, it was $0 a barrel. Now it's an upwards of $130. That is such a catastrophic difference in energy. And to blame it on Russia or blame it on, you know, whatever else is going on is, is, is absolutely ridiculous. They are strategically de-industrializing us folks strategically which is why this isn't news when it's like oh consumer price rose eight and a half percent in march well of course it did what do you think is going to happen when you shut down production when you shut down the entire world when you shut down infrastructure like shipping and shipping containers and we are a service-based economy now we're not producing things in america like we like we used to and so we get all our stuff from everybody else. And so w- when that shuts down, prices are going to rise. And it rose 8.5% in March. That's crazy. That's the highest since 1981. 
it's unreal. Unreal. And how to adjust your brain for an eight and a half inch, eight and a half percent inflation. That's unbelievable. Eight and a half percent. Soaring prices online uh, goods may flash another warning for the Fed. And so what's the Fed going to do? They're going to raise interest rates. They're going to further shut down the market. I know there's a ton of people that are not working. Seems like every institution now, all across the board from all different trades and all different services, nobody's working. What in God's name are people doing? Could somebody explain that to me? What are people doing right now that aren't working? And how is it just everywhere that nobody's working? Are people sitting at home? Are they going on vacation? Are they leaving the state? Are they dying? I mean, what is going on? I really would like to know. It's unbelievable. So there's all this inflation going on. So, you know, it's really important to make sure you have commodities and you got food on the shelf in your house. And don't just run to the store. I highly recommend going to My Patriot Supply and buying three months worth, six months worth of dry food because you got to remember, if it says six months worth of food, then that's six months for one person for the average calorie count. If you have two people, a six-month supply on average is only going to last three months. If you have children, maybe it'll last four months, right? You got to do the math and you got to think about that. But then you also kind of want to think about your neighbor because when your neighbor's starving or can't get food or you know a family or a relative... Uh, where are they going to go? They're probably going to go to you also. And so very quickly, you'll realize how unprepared everybody is for what's coming. And I know people say, don't speak that into reality. And you know, you shouldn't talk about that and talk about this. Well, it's happening here, folks. Eight and a half percent in one month. Eight and a half percent. That's $8 lost. For a $100 bill you had in your pocket, it's now worth $8 less in one month, folks. One month. We'll be back. It's time to unmask the truth and expose the lie. The occupied forces do not want you to hear this broadcast. Breaking through the censorship and delivering raw, unedited content, it's Joshua Michael with Non-Compliant America. All right, welcome back. I'm Joshua Michael with Non-Compliant America here on KSLM 104.3-1220. While we were in break, I was sitting there complaining about... Where's everybody at? How are people surviving? And how are they able to survive in this hyperinflated state that we're at where gas is $5.50 in some cases? I mean, how are people just not driving? Is there some secret government program that's paying all of these people? Because they sure aren't working because everywhere I go, every tech support 
person that I call, it, virtually everywhere I go, in every circumstance, there's always a labor shortage. You're on hold for longer when you're trying to do this because there's a labor shortage. I was at a, uh, a fast food takeout place. Uh, no, it wasn't McDonald's or Taco Bell or anything like that. It's, it, they have a takeout place. It was okay. It's at Panera. You know, my kids really like the mac and cheese there. And she straight up told me as I pulled up, she's like, hey, uh, your wait. And there, keep in mind, there's one car in front of us. Uh, it's going to be about 25 minutes uh, until you'll be able to get your food if you place your order right now. And I'm like, 25 minutes? I'm looking around. There's one car in front of us. I was like, uh, did something happen? She's like, yeah, we're just really short-staffed, and uh, and it's going to take a long time, and there's a bunch of people inside the building. Um, so it's going to be about 25 minutes in a drive-thru with one car in front of me. And I'm like, uh, kid, you want to wait? Nope. Okay, cool. We're out of there. So this is happening everywhere. It's affecting us everywhere. And But I'm just asking, what? where's everybody at? What are people doing? More importantly, what are they going to do as this thing gets worse? I'll tell you what they're going to do. Homelessness is going to increase. Break-ins are going to increase. Car thefts are going to increase. They're going to start stealing more from regular stores, grocery stores, and everything else, which means security is going to have to go up. And then also, uh, food supply and the cost of food is going to go up off of that as well. So that's going to contribute on top of everything else on top of everything else. If this isn't a well-orchestrated plan, I have to say the way that we're falling and the way things are falling is almost too perfect. It's almost like a swan in the air that's doing poses, that's carving its way into the wind ever so eloquently. But only it's not a swan, it's a spike or a demonic being that is literally, you know, slamming us into the depths of a deindustrialized oblivion. And it's just happening on all fronts in every way. So I don't know if my phone's listening to me or what, but keep in mind, I am working on a sponsor for a new encrypted cell phone. Yes, I said encrypted cell phone. Google, Facebook, Twitter, Apple, they're not going to be able to get into your phone. You will be able to have encrypted messages, voice messages, as well as text messages. Three layers of 256 encryption. Three layers. The guy, uh, David, the owner, uh, we're, still walk we're, we're still working out details, but he says uh, it would take all the supercomputers in the world combined one million years to decode one of these encryptions. So if you don't understand the importance of the encryptions, and that is kind of play in part of our parallel construction of a society that we're creating to have our own society to get our sovereignty back. And the way that we do that is we get big tech out of our pockets. We get big tech out of our bedrooms. We get big tech out of our living rooms. We get big tech out of our meetings and our conversations. Things that we have, things that we're interested in, things that we're doing. Those people, they don't deserve, and more importantly, they should not be able to be listening to us at all times. How do you think that these attacks that are happening are so sophisticated? How do you think they are so sophisticated? Because they have our number. 
They know what Joe Schmo's doing next door. They know his routine and what shows he likes to watch and what kinds of things he likes to look up on the internet and what he searches for and what caliber of guns and bullets he buys. And, you know, all these different things because we give them and we volunteer them the information. Let me give you some, some real information here. There's a great documentary phenomenal documentary. I recommend everybody to watch it. Not only COVID Land the Mask, which I played a blip of earlier, but it's called Terms and Conditions May Apply. Terms and Conditions May Apply. It's an older documentary, but it talks about the parallel construction of metadata capture and how all these companies and applications and cell phone companies and uh, are collaborating directly with the government and the government is building uh, these server farms, and they're storing all your information. What do you think they're doing with that information? Of course, they're figuring out how to develop legislation to combat against you. And how do we further manipulate you into further taking your rights until eventually you just live in a bubble and you have a 3D goggles and a IV stuck in your arm? Because that's where we're going. That's where they'd like us to be. Personally, I don't think we're going there, but that's where they're going to try to take us. I'll tell you, we are going to put up a heck of a fight, and they're going to have a really hard time getting through uh, to some of these organizations and to some people. People are waking up. They are sick of this crap. They're sick of poisoning our minds and poisoning our kids with all this garbage and nonsense and the CRT nonsense. So anyways, my phone's probably listening to me because it hears me rant all the time, and I'm always talking about different things uh, in different groups and and just trying to have a conversation with everybody to see where everybody's at. What are people thinking of? The overall consensus is the democratic institution is not working. And so by all means necessary, people are going to be voting against that. And they know that. They are expecting that. They know that because they're all watching you and all listening to you. And I don't care if you use Signal on your on your phone. Signal is not encrypted. It uses a basic platform and it can be hacked very, very easily. Your secret messages that you think that are so secret, not so much. Um, so anyways, sorry, I just get on that. So my phone's obviously listening to me uh, and it hears me rant all the time. So here's the thing, school district to adopt a four day week amid teacher shortage. So they can't get enough teachers because they fired most of them. This happens in this happened in Texas, local school district in Texas, Texas, Texas. They announced that they're going to go to a four day a week school year, which means the kids are only going to go to school for four days a week, and they're going to start it next year. And it, it says it's the Jasper Independent School District cited te a teacher shortage and retention when it announced the changes on a Facebook post. So is that how people communicate now? Is that how, is that why I'm like kind of left out in a lot of these events and things that go on and that I don't know about? And I'm like, how, how do you guys hear about this? Apparently people are still on Facebook and apparently this school district thinks that it's appropriate to send something like a, they're literally chopping a day a week out of school and that's okay to just put it on a Facebook post. So if that doesn't demonstrate how, how low we've gone, what happened to like a letter or maybe even an email? 
I'd be happy with an email announcement, but a Facebook post. Okay, moving on. The change to a four-day-a-week school week was motivated in part by the burnout among current teachers and the difficulty recruiting new teachers. No crap, because you have vaccine mandate requirements and teachers don't want to be mask enforcers. Teachers don't want to teach critical race theory nonsense garbage like they're doing here in Oregon. But I know that they're doing it in other school districts too. Teachers it, uh, uh, teachers are awesome. They put up with a lot. I give so many props to them. My aunt's a teacher, and I couldn't imagine with the complexities behind the politics that have literally been put into the classroom, I could not imagine having to combat against that every single day, let alone have these kids in there and they're all wearing their masks. They got their heads down, head head down, and I'm sure they got a bunch of depression issues and they're acting out and they can't breathe and they're just doing this and you're enforcing that. I could not imagine doing that for a day. I don't know how anybody would do it. I would quit because it's disgusting and you shouldn't be doing that and you shouldn't play a part in that uh, suppression for the children and as well as the damage that it's doing. It's doing so much damage to them, so much. Fortunately, they're resilient and uh, I think they're getting out of it, but we don't know the effects that have, has really happened. So they're moving to a four-day a week because of teacher burnout. Uh, how is that burning out? Is that because the teachers are going on too much? They're burning up because they're going on vacation too much? Because all their out-of-school learning, they just had too much time on their hands? Are they getting bored? Are they moving on to different careers? Are they doing side businesses and they just want to you know, keep the shortage? I, I don't know. This is so interesting. What is going on? Teachers would get a $3,000 stipend while staff members such as librarians would receive $1,500 if they remain with the Jasper thing. So they're trying to retain teachers because I think there's a huge outage. And you know what I think people are doing? They're getting out of the centralized education system and they are moving toward co-ops and homeschooling and all the real education systems because people don't want to play a part of these things where these school board members got their hands tied and they're not doing anything uh, to represent the individual parents that actually care about their kids. So I think that's what's happening is people are just sick of the centralized education system. It's better to die on your feet than live on your knees. We can't continue to be silent. Your voice will set us free. Broadcasting live, it's Joshua Michael. Welcome back to the one and only non-compliant America. You can check us out. You can subscribe to us. You can go to face, not Facebook, uh, noncompliantamerica.com and uh, subscribe to our podcast. 
We would love to be able to spread the good word and spread messages to you guys and give you guys hope and direction for what's to come. So diving in, where do we go from here? What do we do? How do we do it? You know, there's a lot of stuff going on with the Ukraine distraction. I actually watched a really interesting perspective about Ukraine and the whole Russia nonsense. Uh, But things are happening here at home with us. Things are happening uh, very rapidly on this uh, this governor's uh, race. Let me see if I could pull it up here. I got a really interesting article about some people that are running uh, for governor and how they're being ousted by other candidates and other organizers and just basically being told, like, you can't be here. Kind of like uh, the school bus on on uh, on uh, Forrest Gump. You can't see it here. <laughs> uh, if we can't have fun here, what can we do, right? So this candidate told um, what can who candidate what candidate was? It? Oh, it's Jessica Gomez. Jessica Gomez. A uh, new article came out that said it was back in June or July of 2021. She was told by the Baker County Republican Chair that she could not go. The quote was, save your money and stay away. That's unbelievable. You know, so they basically said, don't come here. And, uh, you know, your money's no good here. We we don't we don't want you. We've already uh, picked our candidate, which is uh, McQueeston. McQueeston. Boy, stuff that... Uh, Stuff that's going on in her campaign is uh, pretty dirty. Anyways, uh, yeah, so Bench rises to the Senate position, retiring Vail City Manager to seek a representative seat. There's a bunch of local stuff going on. I, I highly recommend you guys uh, get involved and, and look at what is happening. I know we are going to be at Dorchester coming up. Uh, let's see. It's going to be on the 22nd, 23rd. We're going to be hosting live. Uh, we're definitely going to host the debate live, uh, at Dorchester. So if you haven't yet, mark your calendars for that and tune in to 104.31220. We're going to be hosting that live, me and Jeff Krupp. Uh, on the top of the hour, we'll be chiming in. But for the most part, we're definitely going to have that debate, which I believe is on the 23rd. Um, that night. So getting really close to the primary ballots. Um, so if you haven't signed up for that, you definitely want to get registered and you want to register uh, for whatever party that you're going to be voting for. Uh, I, I, I do emphasize that because I do think that we have some uh, other people that listen and not just Republicans. And I think Democrats are leaving the sinking ship in droves and coming uh, to the Republicans because they realize that Republicans aren't the crazy KKK white supremacist uh, lunatics that the media would like to paint us out to be. We are just free, free-loving Americans um, trying to preserve our sanctity in our lives and our liberties and really just trying to uh, preserve that stuff for our future and our kids' future and everything of the sort, um, because it's being taken away rapidly, you know. And and for all those people that have worked hard 
and they've worked hard in their life and they've, you know, saved a little bit of money and say you put some money away in your, in your uh, bank account and you got, you know, a few thousand or a few hundred thousand dollars in your bank account. Right now that is being attacked through this inflation. It's literally diminishing by the day and by the month. I mean, just eight and a half percent in one month. It's crazy. So there's a STD surge uh, through the United States. It's a record high. Uh, gee, I wonder why. You stick people in front of a screen, you demoralize us through uh, all the television and the nonsense and the, and the dirty, disgusting television that's all over everywhere, and you force people to sit at home to where they're going to watch television and be inducted into that. They're probably going to behave more promiscuously. They're probably going to watch more TikTok videos of all the little just beezies on, on TikTok and Instagram and everything else. And it's going to inspire people to, uh, to act more things. More importantly, you put a mask on people. They actually did a study to where if you wear a mask and the, the more you wear a mask, you feel cloaked and you feel more invincible and empowered. Like you can get away with more stuff. And so you're going to do dirtier things. So it looks like uh, from 2019, uh, which increased 15%. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. This is disgusting, and I'm going to read it to you because it's disgusting. In 2020, reported cases of gonorrhea increased 10%, and primary and secondary syphilis, two stages of the disease with different symptoms, 7%, compared with 2019. Especially worrying was the rate of cognitive syphilis or syphilis passed from mother to newborn. That is disgusting, which increased 15% from 2019 and is up 235% compared to 2016. So since 2016, it's up 235%. Rates of chlamydia has declined 13% in 2020, but researchers said the decline was not something to celebrate. Rather, chlamydia is typically an asymptomatic and detected in a person's screening, such as pap smears. But because people put off these visits in 2020, cases were probably undiagnosed. So people weren't going to the doctor and doing pap smears uh, in 2020 because everybody was scared and nobody wanted to go to the hospital and wear a mask or be bullied by the mask Nazis or uh, cut off your oxygen. And so, yeah, and there's a lot of that. And I think there's a lot of undiagnosed issues. I know there's a lot of people that got sick over these past couple years because and they got sicker because they weren't going to the doctor and they weren't able to have the normal care, the normal practices and everything else. And if you remember that uh, interview I did a couple weeks ago with Kevin Jenkins, Kevin Jenkins started freedommed.org or he's uh, a part of it. And what that is, I highly suggest you guys check out freedommed.org. Okay. Freedom Med is an alternative to the traditional medical community. You can find doctors. If you are a doctor, you can sign up there and get patients and they cut out the insurance companies. It's a very good resource to have alternate forms of medicine and alternate treatments. And it keeps, we know how far and how fast they overreached the medical tyranny and how far they're trying to take it. And Freedom Med is combating against that and it's to protect you and your family. So you can go to Freedom Med and you can sign up and you can find a doctor and you can get consultation and good care from good doctors that are good people like you and me. 
and they are not my sponsor in any way. They are not my sponsor, but I, I wish they would be, but it's not about that. It's about spreading the message and letting you guys know what's out there and what's available. So not all seems hopeless. We are winning this fight, which is why they're rolling out all the stops and doing everything that they can. So give yourselves a pat on the back, find, find some grit and move on into this next week because we got a huge, huge fight ahead. But keep in mind, we are winning this information. We are winning this information war and battle. And all of you, thank you very much for listening. I salute you and I look forward to talking to you soon. Please subscribe, noncompliantamerica.com. I'd love to hear your feedback, jm at noncompliantamerica.com. Have a wonderful week and I'll see you next week.